Hey, 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 this is James Jackson, your host, and this is ArtCast. Join me each episode as we shine the light on our category management and shopper insights friends while in the trenches. We are live here at the 2023 CMA and SEMA Annual Conference at Caesars Palace in Las Vegas. We're doing something a little different uh, for this week. Uh, We're going to have guests come live on the stage and visit and join us uh, here at the Annual Conference. So let's get it started. I am pleased to have Stephanie Schultz here with me today and she's with RDBA. And so Stephanie, if you could, before we get started, Just want to learn a little bit about you and your background. Excellent. Well, thanks for having me, James. Um, Yeah, I'm Stephanie Schultz. I am a newer member of the ARC team. Um, But one of the things that I get to do in my role is work with a new association that we have acquired, uh, the Retail Dietitians Business Alliance. So a little about me. I spent the first 13 years of my career in the retail setting. I started as a retail dietitian and then ultimately uh, worked my way through as I learned about business and elevating your career once you get within a role. Um, and I ended up leading marketing, communications, e-commerce, um, and, and all of that for my retail chain. And then I did a little stint at uh, a CPG group, um, and that was the opportunity to really learn the, the marketing um, on the manufacturing side of things, which was, which was different. Um, and then I did some executive coaching, and that brings me here. On the association side. Awesome. Awesome. So RDBA, what does that stand for? RDBA, Retail Dietitians Business Alliance. Okay. So for many people that are out there, they may or may not know what a retail dietitian is, what they do. So could you kind of give us a little detail on their role? That's a great question um, and one that is actually not easy to answer. So with retail dietitians, many times people think of them as you know, to be found in the healthcare setting. 15 years ago, I would have totally agreed with you when I was coming out of college saying, well, my, my options are probably in the healthcare space, maybe in public health. However, as time has evolved, there were you know, a good group of pioneers that were dietitians moving into that retail space. And um, one of the things that they started doing was saying, you know what, we can really start educating people at the point of purchase. So that was really sort of where the inception of retail dietetics started was doing that and working with brands to say, how do we elevate the nutrition and health messages of products and help the end consumer learn about that? So that was where it all started. Today, it has evolved and RDBA has actually been in existence for 10 years. So it has been a a growing group um, and I would say there are three different levels and there there's segments of the dietitians and when I say levels I don't I'm not talking hierarchy it's just a matter of what they do day to day so dietitians at store level they could be doing a multitude of things they could be educating consumers at the point of purchase taking them on a store tour teaching them about a new diet that they've just been uh, given by their healthcare provider they might be working in pharmacy doing one-on-one consultations. They, they, some actually do um, their nutrition therapy through the pharmacy within their retailer. So it all depends on how they're set up within that space. 
then we could fast forward and talk about the market leads. So that dietitian might have multiple stores that they go between. They might be doing some public health outreach, doing events. Um, I know there are retailers who used to do um, like gluten-free expos because they had so many brands that wanted to get involved and help with that education piece and giving, giving customers the opportunity to try some of those products. Then you have the corporate level dietitians. This is probably um, the area that I would say has the most connection to the Category Management Association and Shopper Insights world. Um, they are working literally daily with different categories across the organization because again, they might be telling the story of um, what a brand is trying to elevate with the nutritional perspective of their product or um, educating the consumer on how they can utilize food as medicine, that type of thing. The other thing is, though, is many retail dietitians, as they learn the business insights, are finding ways into other elevated roles. So we have we feature our dietitians that are members all the time on our in our newsletter. And as we write the articles, it's fascinating to see where they're growing. So I mentioned that when I was in my position in retail, after five years and growing a group of dietitians, we had four on the team at the time. They, they functioned as market level. And what was interesting, though, is, um, again, as I learned, I was like, oh, man, we can start becoming um, communicators. We can become uh, marketers in a different sense than traditional marketing. We also found that as we moved into Shopper Insights um, and Shopper Marketing, we found different buckets of dollars that were available. And you know how retail works, right? I mean, you want to get a buyer or a category manager on your side, find new new buckets of dollars. Yeah. So it was, it was a really cool opportunity to, again, grow that space. Um, but we're watching dietitians move into leading e-commerce, um, doing, actually, we, we have some now that have moved into category management roles. Yeah. And so the cool thing is, is once they, they move into those spaces, they might not necessarily need to be a dietitian to get that job, oh. but the dietitian credential helps them bring a different aspect to that role. Interesting. Interesting. So, a retail dietitian, let's say at Hy-Vee. Check for name. So they're in the store, um, and I let's say the shopper that has a specific. And dietary issue or requirement. Can we walk through the, what what does that dietitian do with me in order to help me? And then how does that then translate to a higher level for the store for for the company? Sure. So if we are if you're a dietitian that's working at store level, you would perhaps set up a meeting. Now, in some cases, they might be available to the guest if they are working within the store and they don't have to meet up for that store walk. Um, and it, say they say they have a time. So you meet them at 10 o'clock and you're going to take a walk through the store. You're going to know a little bit about what that consumer or guest is looking to learn. So say they want to learn how to eat low sodium. You might walk through and show them how to read a nutrition label. You might show them the different uh, products. You know, here is a low sodium cracker or a no salt added uh, soup or whatever it might be. So again, at the end of the day, you're not only um, talking incremental purchases that you might be showing them how to make a recipe that's low sodium. So pair this with a store brand of that. Um, 
So speaking to the category management side of this, one of the dietitians I know that moved into a category management role said one of the ways she uses her dietitian credential is she will compare their store brand to the national brand to say, okay, we need to be looking at the nutritionals. We need to not only be thinking about, you know, a comparable product, but we want to actually be making sure that down to the, the nutrition facts panel, we are looking and thinking about the person consuming that at the end. So um, anyway, going back to um, how you would interact with the guest, Ultimately, you're teaching them those types of things. You might be showing them how to um, build their basket in a proper fashion that matches better with what their dietary restrictions are. And at the end of the day, I think the biggest thing is it's customer loyalty. Because I will tell you, back in my days, um, while, while it may be an intangible piece and you can't say, hey, it was definitely that store tour. I had an individual who came to me um, when I was doing store tours early, early in my career. And it was the most touching store walk we did. She was trying to, she, she had been recently diagnosed with cancer. And one of the things I would say is she was looking for a personal connection. And we always said that, you know, at, at retail, you, we all sell the same products, but, and you never know what people are going through. So she walked through the store. We, we talked about um, some ways to get, you know, additional nutrients and just vitamins, you know, talking how to uh, be plant forward before it was a thing. So, I mean, it was mostly like how to increase our fruits and vegetable consumption. And um, so fast forward, I was actually doing my personal shopping probably three months later. And she saw me and came up to me and gave me a hug and said, I want you to know that my treatment is going really well. And she actually was she was very fortunate to have a great outcome on the other side of her initial treatments. And uh, she said, I just want you to know that that day gave me a lot of confidence that I could that I could do this. So, again, nothing that I truly did other than being a human that walked a store with her and talked um, at a time she needed it. So customer loyalty is what it's all about. You know, I, I think just you bringing that out, I had never heard you say that before. Mm -hmm. But um, that customer love, like you said, I mean, everybody's selling Tide 100 S. Everybody's selling the can of Campbell's soup, but it's those differentiators yeah. that matter. And, and I know, you know, a lot of retailers have brought in retail dietitians to do those things or to find um, an opportunity to better connect with their customers. Just in general, if we can give me an idea, how many retail dietitians are there uh, around the country or maybe within the RDBA? Yeah, so I, this, is a, this is a tough question to get at. So I would say uh, one of the things that in talking to Phil Lempert, who is very involved with retail dietitians, was the, the founder of the Retail Dietitians Business Alliance. He always throws out the number of about a thousand. So I was also talking to Crystal Register at the Food Marketing Institute, who is on the advisory board for the Retail Dietitians Business Alliance. And one of the things that she has said is, I think there are a lot more. But when you do surveys, it's tough to get at you know, because like I said, people are moving from those straight retail dietitian jobs into these other roles. So how many are out there? Maybe they don't need their credential, but they're using it in some way, shape or form. So 
she believes there are a lot more. And then when you open it up outside over the retail side, there are a lot of dietitians working in the, the consumer packaged goods space, um, probably even more so because then you open it up to a lot of regulatory, um, the food safety side of things, as well as product development and food scientists. And so there's so much um, that is happening in that space. And there are a lot of very educated professionals working to create products that the end consumer ultimately gets to take home. Interesting. Okay. So we, we've talked a lot about the RD role. Yeah. And how many there are. I'm really interested in understanding the, what are some of the challenges that an RD has, whether it's interacting with a shopper or finding my place within an organization and, and adding value. Yeah. So that is that is really what the Retail Dietitians Business Alliance, like that is why we exist is to bring these, we call them, you know, the unicorns um, of of the space. I mean, because there are a lot of re- unicorns. I mean, you talk category manager, shopper insights professionals. We're all our own little groups and how um, Emily, our, the ARC president, she, uh, she'll say, well, we need to find ways for our birds of a feather to flock together. That's what these conferences are all about, right? So that's what RDBA is for retail dietitians because they come together and we talk about what are the things that you need to understand. So oftentimes when they're first moving into the space, they need to understand business. They need to understand, in some cases, how, how to read a P&L, how to drive sales, how to speak in a language that their bosses um, and leadership in their organizations can appreciate because they're ultimately in their schooling trained to be empathetic to their client, patient, whatever that role is. So it's a completely different setup. So understanding business skills. um, And then what we're hearing a lot of is it's sort of twofold. First of all, marketing. They need to, in some cases, fill their funnel for their nutrition counseling. Um, they're also, uh, I will say this, dietitians are probably, they're notorious for not really being the best marketers of self because they follow, they follow very, they take their ethics very seriously. So the, their ethics of the profession, and that's the other, that's one other piece that we're finding is opening up that door, having those conversations. How do you walk the line of talking about product, um, while following the ethics of your profession and thinking about, at the end of the day, it has to be all about the customer, patient, client, whatever you define that individual as. Um, and that's how you stay on an ethical track, if you will. So there's that. And then, um, you know, with the um, the social side of things, oftentimes the marketing teams are so busy at retail. So they are trying to find ways to elevate what they're doing and they don't always have the resources. Um, so finding these other positions within the organization where they can utilize the the what they know and the platforms that they have to, again, tell stories in a slightly different way and be a differentiator for their retailer. Sure, sure. Okay, so we're at the CMA conference. Yeah. Um, so probably a lot of people that are in category management. Yes. If I'm a category manager, let's just talk specifically of retail. I know I have an RD, but I don't know much more than that. So how do I reach out to an RD? How do I interact with them? What information do they need? And what's that dynamic between the two roles? You know, I, I love that question because I think the biggest thing is start with a conversation. Learn what they are doing. And then it's on, I I always tell the dietitians that we work with, it's up to you to then talk about how you can be of 
assistance to the category manager or the shopper insights professional, whatever that might be. So the biggest thing is understanding, you know, I actually was just in a breakout session on um, the art of storytelling with data. That's exactly what they, the dietitian needs to be able to do. So sit down, understand what role they're in. You know, are they at corporate level or are they out in a store? And you know what, if they're in a store, even more reason for a category manager to reach out because they might understand better how a consumer walks up to said category and what they're thinking. You know, you're setting it according to data. And I mean, category managers are data scientists, right? You know, so ultimately you're looking at it with one lens, just even asking, what is your perspective when you walk up? And what do you think about this? Okay, do, do the RDs have data? It, it truly depends on how they're set up within their within their company. In in a lot of cases, I think they have data. They maybe just don't know how to put it to use. And I think you know one of the beautiful things about any partnership is again perspective on both sides. But what you can be teaching and and actually how can you as a category manager teach them about how you set up your category so that they can teach that, you know, perhaps in some way, shape or form um, to the end consumer in a helpful manner of, you know, this is this is why this looks this way or, you know, so all of those things, it all boils down to have open communication. Excellent. Excellent. So on the other side, and you talked about how brands who sometimes communicate with an RD to tell the story, tell the value. So if I'm the CPG company right now that wants to work with a group of RDs and a retailer, what, what should I do? What information should I provide? And so that is a great segue into talking about our upcoming virtual experience that we're hosting. Yes. Um, so first of all, when uh, so our virtual experience is April 18th, 19th and 20th. We are still where registration has not quite opened yet for our member side, but we are working on setting up all of the sponsors and we have a great agenda plan. But one of the actual one of the sessions that will be um, on the on the docket for the agenda is having a conversation about flipping that script. What does the the retail dietitian need the the consumer packaged goods company or a commodity board to bring to them, and vice versa? If you are a consumer packaged goods company, what do you need from a retailer to have that? you know, the synergies of really a great um, event or, you know, a sale or whatever you're trying to put together because it varies from retailer to retailer. And just like any any partnership, you have to have, you, it has to be beneficial to both, right? Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Um, so we, we, we've got, normally in the trenches, we yeah. go really, really deep. We, yeah. we out. Uh-huh. And then we come up for air. Uh-huh. Time to come up for it. All right. <laughs> so we do some fun stuff. Um, so I'll ask you a few questions. So first, you have two kids. I do. I have two children. Two little girls? Um, a little girl who's four and a half and a little boy who is four months. So how is it to be mom to little ones right now? <laughs> it is. It's a lot. Um, I mean, it, I I wouldn't trade a bit of it, but yes, um, I would love it if my four-month-old would sleep nicely, um, but he doesn't. His sister did. She He does not. Um, so being away at conference is a nice little break as far as that goes, but uh, we're in Vegas, so there's not a whole lot of sleep that happens in this, in this area at all. So, um, but I'm enjoying being here, and honestly... Um, 
I find that being, especially a part of this association, our team is so much fun. And being around people who work in this space that care so much about what they do, I always say people who work in um, retail, on the manufacturing, and at the end, when our end goal is like taking care of the consumer, it's a really noble purpose that we all have when we come to work. And that that makes it so much fun. So it's worth being away. I miss them, but love them. And I love this. You you know, you bring that out and, and I... That is really what this podcast is all about. It's about the people. Yeah. And it's about, you know, we really add value to each and every person that hits our stores or, you know, consumes our products. And and it's an important role, but I think sometimes it can get lost in the data and the exercise. And so that's really the role of ArtCast is to bring that out. Um, I, I, I do want to ask you, you told me a story about how you became an RD coming out of college. Did you share that? Are you talking about my my last week at school and how, yeah, I would love to tell that story. So um, (laughs) it all started with me trying to do an honors program. And when I say trying to, I was a freshman when they decided they were going to start this whole thing. Um, And I was like, sure, I can do that. Well, they had very minimal opportunities to um, take certain classes. So I think I was one of like nine that agreed to do it for the four years. So to celebrate, they decided, oh, let's go ahead and uh, have a luncheon for this group. So I went to the luncheon, um, was talking to the president of our, our school, and he's like, so what do you plan on doing? Like any good college student who was about to graduate that didn't have a job, I lied. <laughs> and said, oh, I'm going to go move to the other side of the state. I live in Wisconsin. Um, and I said, I, I'm going to get a job doing I think I said diabetes counseling because that's what I was. I did have an interview set up. Okay. Um, but he said, oh, well, if you're moving to the Green Bay area, I need to introduce you to Mark Skogan. So Mark uh, is the CEO of Skogan's Festival Foods, um, an independent family owned uh, organization in Wisconsin. And he's like, oh, I'll introduce you. I honestly didn't think he really would. But lo and behold, the next day I get an email from Mark saying, hey, I'll be in the Alaska area. Would you like to meet me at the store? Um, so I was like, sure, I'll take an interview as a courtesy. It's a great opportunity to practice. Not nothing of it. And I, I will say going into an interview when you're like, yeah, there's nothing here. Um, it was a great way to start. But 30, 30 minutes later, I was like, wait a minute, there's something here. We we hit it off. And then he connected me to our vice president of Fresh Foods. And um, after a two and a half hour, quote unquote, interview with him, which was actually like a brainstorm session, one of the most um, fantastic connections. He's, he's one of my the best leaders I've ever worked for. Um, it was one of those things where I'm like, I need to figure out how to make this a thing. So uh, fast forward, they created a position. We built a program, an award-winning program, um, and it all started. I, I came in and they were like, well, we don't really know what to call you. Uh, you're going to work with the Fresh team. Here's let's learn about retail. And, and to this day, that's um, how, how Troy always said it. He's like, my goodness, I think we've made you a grocer. <laughs> and and I will also say I've been told, you know, you you are a business person who now happens to be a dietitian. So that flip. Um, but yeah, I 13 years later, um, walking away from retail, it, it's in my blood and I, I love retail. So it's uh, it's been a lot of fun. And that's that's been my journey. Great, great. Well, I think we're about done. We had a great time with you, Stephanie. Um any last or parting words that you have? And then I have one more thing for him. 
Okay. Um, the only thing that I want to say is something I said when I was walking up the steps. I am just a little bit bummed because I am a big fan of branding and um, and ta- bringing your personal brand to life. I made a shirt with your head on it that says our cast. And I, I really wanted to take a photo next to you saying, like, I know him. I know James. But... Um, I will have to find another time at conference to wear that and take that photo because we've been busy. We have a great group of people here. So It's been really fun. Yeah. So the last thing, um, you have the virtual experience coming up yes. for RWA. If you could share more specifics on date, time, logistics, things like that. Yeah. So uh, being that it's virtual, literally anybody can join us. Um, so it is April 18th, 19th, and 20th. So just about six weeks away, I think, if I have that correct. Um, and we have some really cool topics on the agenda. So we will kick off Phil Lempert, always uh, always has started the virtual experiences with his Lempert report, what's coming, trends and insights. He will be back um, as planned. And then um, we actually have another great keynote that we'll be announcing very soon. But um, one of the things, like I said, we talk about the storytelling, social media, how to uh, bring all of that together. And we have a fantastic keynote who will be uh, doing some pre-work with our attendees as well as a follow-up. So there's a lot of coaching built in. So those are just a couple things on the keynote side. And then the sessions and breakouts um, are largely driven by hearing from other fellow retail dietitians. So it's a great opportunity to come learn for those who are not retail dietitians. Sure. Um, as well as, um, you know, for anybody who might be interested in even getting into the space. So Okay. Awesome. Awesome. Well, Stephanie, thank you so much. I, I caught you on a fly. Yeah. You did great. Thanks, James. <laughs> and uh, good luck on RDBN. Thank you. I appreciate that. Thank you for joining us on this special episode of In the Trenches with James Jackson. We've been here at the 2023 annual conference here in Las Vegas. It's been an exciting and fun time with our guests. We thank them all for coming, and we also thank those who joined us at the show. And if you know somebody who is absolutely killing it, please go to www.catman.global slash artcast. And we have a form on the bottom of the webpage where you can fill out information and we'll reach out to those people to learn more. Once again, thank you for joining us and we'll see you in our next episode.